Hello, and welcome to Three Association, a podcast about compassionate, contemplative, evocative supervision for spiritual directors. Created by three supervisors trained in the Together in the Mystery model. I'm Maria Tattoo Bowen. I'm Tara Owens. And I'm Noelka Bikting. We're glad you're here. Now, let's listen in on today's Three Association conversation. Welcome, folks, for episode three of our podcast. Um, And today, the topic would be on why is compassion important in supervision? Uh, To start off with our session today, let's... uh, Think about that word and do some free association around the word compassion. So when I think of compassion, I think of hugs. Um, I I think of, and this is really free associating going everywhere. Um, I think of um, parents and the warmth of parents who are compassionate. I think of um that sense of being both wrapped and free at the same time. Um, And to be honest, as I thought about it today, I thought of puppies. (laughs) (laughs) When I think of compassion, I think of freedom. I have a sense of safety that somehow everything I'm holding, if I'm in a compassionate space, everything I'm holding, I can just sort of drop and feel spacious and free. Mm-hmm. How about you, Noah? Yeah, I had two contrasting image of that. One is that when I feel vulnerable, compassion is like this blanket that kind of just wraps around me and covers what you know feels weak or vulnerable. But when I feel, I feel good and okay, it's just like open space, open air around where I could, I could move. Mm. I love that. Me too. Oh, I'm, I'm so delighted to be talking about compassion and supervision today. It seems um, it's so important to, to the particular model of supervision that we're practicing, but also just to all of us as human beings, to be able mm-hmm. to exist in compassionate spaces with one another. It's just, it's just I feel my, my heart expanding even as I say those words. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Maria, thinking about compassion in supervision and what a role it plays in supervision, could you give us, our listeners, an example of what, what, it, what does that look like in supervision? What does compassion in supervision look like? Well, you know, compassion flows in so many directions in supervision. I'm, I, I often think of one of my main functions as a supervisor is to help cultivate self-compassion in the supervisee. So that's one way of manifesting compassion. Um, also, for us to together um, express and experience compassion for the directee, So instead of the directee being somebody who's coming late and causing me problems, for example, the directee can be someone that we 
get curious about, so what is this lateness that's happening here? And, you know, how can we cultivate an inner freedom in the director to just meet that late directee um, in the way that they show up, but also have the boundaries they need? Um, also, as a supervisor, I'm, I'm practicing compassion for the supervisee. So there's, there's a, a, a sort of an overflowing of compassion that happens um, there. I think another important piece with compassion in, in that space of self-compassion, um, for me, really connects with inner relationship focusing and with internal mm -hmm. family systems that inner relationship focusing is sort of built on that sense of I as a human being can welcome and be friendly toward all of the parts of me that I experience, whether they make me comfortable or uncomfortable, um, that I can cultivate a wide open space to meet them and welcome them. Mm -hmm. So I hear in that um, I think it's Walter Burkhardt's definition of contemplation, a long loving look at the real. Mm -hmm. I hear that contemplation and compassion are so deeply um, partnered there. And I wonder, um, because I also hear in what you're describing, that shift from conflict to um, companionship. Mm -hmm. Um, and could you talk about how, how the supervisee often comes in with some kind of conflict, um, whether it's with oneself or like the directee's doing this and I'm doing this and, mm -hmm. and how compassion actually shifts that to companionship. Yeah, well, let's just look at that, that example I used earlier about the directee coming late. So sometimes what happens in that case is, you know, the directee's late, and then the director, maybe the director decides to extend the time. So the directee has a full session, but then that pinches the director because now, now they're late for their next thing. And so the director can come to supervision in that case with conflict inside, you know, they're upset with the, the directee for coming late and putting all this pressure on them to extend the time that's that then makes things difficult for them and their personal lives. So it is a sort of a feeling of conflict, or maybe they're in conflict with themselves because they know it's not a great idea to extend the session and yet they find themselves doing that. And so, um, so yeah, they might enter the supervision space with quite a bit of inner conflict and not just inner conflict, but also conflict with the directee. But as we sit with that and the director really has an opportunity to sense into the discomfort they feel both with the directees coming late, but also with their own responses to that lateness, then maybe what starts to happen is they start to see the directee and we both start to see the directee a little differently. Like, I wonder what could be causing this. And, and then, oh, by the way, the director remembers that, oh, this directee has a chronically ill child and they are under pressure all the time with their schedule because mm -hmm. they're responding to health crises. Oh, 
Mm. Suddenly that decenters any conflict the director has, and we can both look at the directee with compassion and start to kind of discern, well, how do we respond to that situation in ways that allow this director who, the directee who really needs support to have support and at the same time doesn't put pressure on the director to extend their session and, and make difficulties for themselves down the road. What really moved me with, with what they're saying, Maria, is that there's almost like an inbuilt within us, this, um, this inner critic, this inner voice, evaluative voice, um, and how, how supervision, uh, compassion and supervision, uh, brings freedom from that inner kind of um, inner authoritarian thing within. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? we often have yeah. a big healthy inner critic in there ready to yeah. judge us at every turn. And mm-hmm. um, and so the next step in that example, so we, we talked about how, or I talked about how um, we start to see the directee differently. Maybe we also see the supervisee differently because this, maybe the supervisee is upset with themselves. About, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be crossing the boundary of time and I shouldn't be. But then they realize, oh, I did that because I really care about this directee. I really want to serve this directee. This directee, I see how troubling it is to have a sick child month after month. And I want to be of service. So no wonder I extended the, the time. So, okay, well, I wonder what other options I have that don't put so much pressure on me. You know, so suddenly it's, again, it's that turn from this kind of knee-jerk criticism that we have of ourselves and others sometimes to, hmm, I wonder what grace is here for us. I wonder what God might be inviting. Mm. I wonder what the more is here. Mm. I'm glad to hear I'm not the only one with the inner critic that does that loud. (laughs) You are not the only (laughs) one, Tara. (laughs) (laughs) I love Maria how, you know, here the supervisor is invited to model that. You You use the word curiosity, being curious about, you know, what the supervisor brings, the director brings. And I think that's so important. because for me, when I'm really already full of the judgment myself and my inner critic is at the fore, I'm expecting the world and expecting my supervisor to particularly pick more on me and on those little things. And so when I'm met with curiosity and when I'm met with, you know, that my inner critic gets kind of like perplexed and, <laughs> yes. and kind of like, oh, okay, okay, we could calm down a bit. We could. <laughs> kind of move aside a bit and then we could be both curious about this and um and so instead of being stuck of with a, I should and shouldn't it offers more of an inner negotiation and a uh, a third way forward in yes. things absolutely yeah I, I really appreciate the way you put that Noel in terms of the supervisor modeling compassion like oh if my supervisor's compassionate with me maybe I can be compassionate with myself you know that and mm-hmm. and yeah if we can kind of and, and imagine the fruits of that you know if I learn to be mm-hmm. compassionate with myself how that how that changes not just my relationship with the directee whose case I brought but with everyone 
in my practice and beyond that in the other arenas of my life. Hmm. I love that, Maria, that we don't we all I mean, I still do need that modeling of compassion in our Hmm. in the places that get stuck or or feel self-critical. I wanted to ask because I think in some places in some um, models of um, even in the in the workforce or in the corporate world, um, supervision, um, again, has that um, kind of authoritarian and our inner critics can be so authoritarian. Um, I think sometimes in some places we're taught um, in in spiritual direction that we're we're supposed to be sort of a step back. We're supposed to be I mean, it's not about us. It isn't about us. Um, and yet compassion, it's, it's impossible to be compassionate without being involved in some way. And so could you talk a little bit about, um, I mean, there's this sort of sense of we've been taught to be objective and, and really not bring ourselves into the process. And yet, as I said, to be compassionate is to be involved. You can't be compassionate from a distance. Um, talk about that as a, as a supervisor, um, bringing that compassion and, and, and being with the supervisee or the director. Yeah. So I, that I, I can't imagine offering spiritual direction or supervision without being in relationship. Right. Right. I mean, it's, these are relationships that we're negotiating and we are a part of them. Um, so that whole, it's kind of a fiction to imagine that we're somehow outside the process. We are in the process. Now we are not sharing our stories. We're not, you know, so there's all kinds of boundaries in place that keep the focus on this, the directee, but we're involved. And as human beings involved with other human beings, we are moved. Um, and so to have a space of supervision where we can bring what moves us about those relationships. And also, you know, the simultaneous graces that are there. Because sometimes as I bear witness to my directee working through something and see how much grace is there for that directee, I realize, oh, that same grace is also here for me. So supervision lets me sort of really feel that in my body, really respond to that, soak that in. Um, Yeah. I love that. And how important I think it is for me and my, I've experienced supervision is when my supervisor is compassionate and and like, I can feel them feeling uh, Mm. and making space for my feeling. I suddenly, oh, I, I, I know that was there in my body, but I wasn't connected to it until the compassion was offered to me. And my supervisor, again, with all the appropriate boundaries, but is there feeling it too. Yes. Uh, mm. and, and that, that withness um, mm-hmm. just unlocks things for me. Yeah. And, and I love that it is about relationship because um, we're wired that way and, uh, and we do affect the way we are to each other, like uh, for for someone who's very kind of intense and uh, or or critical of themselves and or wound down, to be in the presence of another person, of a body that is welcoming and calm and compassionate, that 
kind of quiets everything down and makes you a bit more relaxed. Um, and and I think um, involvement um, doesn't have to mean that they know everything about us, but it's certainly they know that we're affected just by being present. You no know, presence and and compassion, I think, too, are are things that go together. Yeah. Yes, they are. That yes, to know that somebody cares for us, that our supervisor cares for us, and in fact. A supervisory relationship is a little different than a direction relationship. I think we alluded to this maybe in our first episode, that Mm. it's collegial. So in supervision, I think we can expect that our supervisors might even share a little bit about themselves and their own ministries. Mm. Um, Not not much often, but a little something. Um, And that's important. I think that's a really important part of the process. Mm. I think one of the things I hear often um, from directors is that sense of um, this is a solitary ministry, um, however that looks. And yet um, I know all the three of us um, come from a uh, Christian tradition. I'm uh, come from a Anglican perspective and each of us, I mean, it's one of the things I love about our conversations is that um, we all come from, from different places and traditions, but this sense that we are made to be in relationship. Um, and that even if, um, there is this sort of almost solitary sense of spiritual direction that, that actually supervision is part of us engaging compassionately in the relationship that feeds us. And that is appropriate, um, because we're not sharing what happens in direction Mm. with everybody that that's, that's confidentiality, that's guarding and loving our directees, but to have that collegial space in supervision and to know, oh, you get it. Yes, (laughs) yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think while we're talking about relationship, um, I want to just allude to this three association name that we have, because Mm -hmm. it really does flow out of kind of a Trinitarian relationship. So, Um, when, when Rebecca Bradburn Langer and I were first thinking about together in the mystery as a model of supervision, we, we adopted Rublev's Trinity of the, the Trinity of angels that visited, um, Abraham and Sarah in the, in the Hebrew scriptures, but also that has been sort of embraced in the Christian tradition as, as the Holy Trinity, um, and that that's, that Trinitarian relationship extends to um, the spiritual director, the directee, and the supervisor. That that's a different trinity that's also holding um, what's happening in, um, in these spiritual direction conversations. So this three association that the three of us have is kind of an echo of that, of that trinity and that importance of relationship. Mm. Yeah, I love that. We'll link to uh, that icon in the show notes so that um, our listeners, if you're not familiar with that, uh, Rublev's uh, Trinity, that you can just enjoy that and meditate on that, as well as um, we'll also link um, to some uh, information on internal family systems and interrelationship focusing. Uh, We'll have some of that information in our notes as well. Yes. And I hope we'll also link to Kelly Lattimore's um, version mm. of Rublev's Trinity, which is yeah. incredible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Tara, yeah. for, for yeah. sharing yeah. that with us. Mm. 
Yeah. Well, I just want to piggyback on, on that Trinity motive you now in supervision because um, uh, I, I was I remember listening to Richard Rohr on the topic of Trinity and how you know we tend to think of two dualism and an either or a polarity, but when we add a third element, when you make it trinitarian, uh, things move. You know, there's spaciousness, there's newness in that, and and this is what I'm, my experience here in Tree Association. You know, we all have different perspectives, but when we come together, there's a movement in that, and the same yes. with supervision, and um, and I guess compassion is the grease that <laughs> let it all roll. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that. Compassion is the grease. I've been, um, there's been a poem and I, again, we'll link it, um, that I've been reading recently called Elbows. And I think um, for me, supervision is that hinge um, that isn't there in the immediate session, um, but it's there supporting me. Um, knowing that I have a supervisor to go to, um, knowing that I have a, um, a supervisor facilitated group that I could go to. Um, all of that is this sort of invisible hinge um, for me as a director. And that that greasing of compassion <laughs> that allows for all the things to come out is, is so vital. Um, Maria, I'm wondering as we think about compassion in supervision, how is that different from just joining the supervisee? Just like jumping over and and mm. patting people on the back, and you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That kind of I I, ever, ever <laughs> been in that space? Nobody's ever been in that space. The lovey dovey. No, no. space. Ne yeah. Never been there. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't really need somebody to come and sit right next to me and tell me what a great job I'm doing. That's just not so helpful to me as a spiritual director or as a human being, really. I mean, to me, I feel cared about when someone is interested in mm. what I'm experiencing, when they demonstrate concern for me if I'm struggling, when I, you know, this is not, this really isn't about, um, telling people they're doing a good job <laughs> in spiritual direction. How would we even know, really? You know, mm -hmm. we, we're not in that room. Um, I also wanted to say something about when Noelle talked about uh, threes, because it kind of took me back to earlier in this episode when we talked about um, the inner critic and opposition, because really the way forward is the third way when if instead of that yes no I did it wrong I did it right when I can imagine or discern or step into what emerges from that um, yes no into the third way that's where the freedom is and compassion is the kind of field that allows that to um, to emerge I'm thinking right now of Rumi out yes. beyond wrongdoing and right doing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. Oh, I love that quote. I love that quote. Yes. And I don't know that I quoted it exactly correctly, but show notes. That's what show notes yeah, are. For. That's what show notes are for. And and that's what compassion yeah. is for. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm. Yeah. 
So I think we're going to turn towards the end of this conversation. Um, but we like to be concrete in this and want to ask Maria um, if you have an experience of supervision where you received supervision and that it was transformative, perhaps because of compassion, perhaps because of something else. What example would you share with our listeners today? Well, um, my my example is at a time when uh, there was just a lot happening in my personal life. As I was offering spiritual direction, I was exhausted. I was challenged. And my supervisor was amazing. Like she, mm-hmm. she met me in that place of challenge and she kind of kept offering freedom. Like um, just not in a heavy handed way at all or in a fix it way at all, but just kind of like, oh, so you can't take any time off? during this <laughs> difficult <laughs> you know, so you're completely stuck you have to keep going with every single thing you've committed to and then she proceeded to share a story with me when her own life um just came to a stopping place and she had to just resign from everything for like three months mm. and that was a great example of both compassion and collegiality you know it's mm-hmm. like that sense of she gave me the, the freedom to imagine that I could do something different, that I wasn't locked into over-functioning at a time when I was super uh, challenged, but also um, that I have a colleague who also um, had a time when she was super challenged and just needed to shut it all down and take a break. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm. I'm so grateful to her. Mm. For her mm. yeah. yeah. Well, with that... We'll shut it all down and take a break. Okay, good. <laughs> well, we'll look forward to seeing you. Or we'll look forward to another uh, episode. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for Thank listening, you. friends. Thanks for joining us for today's Three Association Conversation. This and every Three Association episode can be found at threeassociation.com, on SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast feed. We appreciate you being with us. Please feel free to forward this or any other three association conversation to those who might benefit. Blessings on your life and ministry.